I must say that I'm totally amazed seeing all the children coming. Don't know where they come from. <laughs> and I, I do believe, friends, that it is. It has something to do with the, with the old generation, with the foundations that you laid in terms of Christian education, to parents and to children alike. So it's always so great to see them come. And when they leave, we are not l- fewer people in church. It's still filled. So. Uh, It's a great time. Let us listen to God's word for us this morning from the New Testament, from the Gospel according to Luke. We're going to read from Luke chapter 6, verses 17 through 26. Listen to God's word for us this morning. Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you. For that is what the ancestors did to the false prophets. This is the word of the Lord. Please pray with me. O God of life, in Christ you resurrect all things. Raise us from death to life. That our transformation may bear witness to the power of your grace in our lives. By the power of the Holy Spirit, speak your word through the words of Scripture that we may live according to your will through Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. It seems to me, brothers and sisters, that this gospel, according to Luke, just manages to, to poke a finger in every sensitive place in our makeup. We who are relatively or very rich, And we who live comfortably in big homes, and we who have so much food to eat that we have enough to throw away, we who are well spoken of, and may I say that I listen to many stories about Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church and about the people, because the church is people. And nobody speaks badly of anyone. You all have a good reputation. 
I also bet, uh, bet that there are not many people who manage to freely and enthusiastically acclaim today, thanks be to God. At least not if you've listened to this word of Jesus in the gospel according to Luke. And maybe you already feel like you're on the defensive because something is coming. And remember, it's written in red, so Jesus must have said it. Honestly, to me, it would have been much easier to preach the Old Testament reading for today, Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 10, because we can all easily identify with what Jeremiah is saying. I mean, the mere fact that we come to worship on a Sunday, witness to the fact that, that we do not trust in mere mortals, the fact that we did not turn away from the Lord. In fact, that we are searching for God and for God's will for our lives every day. But you see, that is the point. Luke's version of the Beatitudes happen on a level place. And we, of course, remember that Matthew also has a version of the Beatitudes much longer. Two chapters in Matthew 5 to 7, but it happened on the mountain. But when Luke presents Jesus to us, it's a Jesus for the everyday life. Jesus lived and served and preached in the real world. And it's interesting if you go back to Matthew 5 to 7 to see how he spiritualized what Luke is saying here in real, realistic terms. A level place in the prophets where Jesus finds himself in our reading refers to places where life happens. In fact, the level place is actually a broken place, a place of suffering and despair, of hunger and destruction. It's a place of suffering and grief. You can go read in Jeremiah and Daniel and Joel and Habakkuk, Zechariah. But the prophets also preached that God would renew the level places. That life would change, that God's glory, which is God's salvation, would be revealed in level places. And so this is where Luke puts this Jesus with his Beatitudes this morning. In this place, the broken level place, where Jesus teaches about the renewal of God, which has become present. Not just a hope for the future, a pie in the sky when you die, but something that happens here and now. And yet, while it has become present, it still needs to be fulfilled in the ministry of the Christ and of the Christ's disciples. And so Luke tells us how Jesus looked up, not down, how he looked up maybe into the eyes of his disciples seeing all the people that came to be with him because they were healed and they wanted to listen. They wanted to be taught. But mostly Jesus looked at his disciples because in the passage just before this, Jesus calls his disciples and they gather around him. And then Jesus speaks to them, brothers and sisters, because this passage is not meant for everybody. It is not meant for all those people who came to listen to Jesus and to receive some other miracles. 
In effect, Jesus is speaking to his 12 disciples, which he had just called, and to everyone who would follow him then and now. On us, Jesus is focusing his eyes. In these four blessings and four woes, Luke tried to speak to what people then thought was proof of God's blessings. How did people know that you are blessed by God? Well, in biblical times, it's easy. You look at how much money people have. You look whether they were rich, whether they were healthy and happy, whether they were popular among the general population because they were symbols of privilege and acceptance. And then you knew that this person was really blessed by God. Which of course means that the people whose lives were one big struggle and who constantly had nothing to eat or money to pay and who had to beg on the streets, those who constantly mourned for some other reason, they were the people who were not blessed. May have been the people God rejected and avoided. And we of course know this. Don't we? Don't we always think that there are certain things which prove that God is blessing or not blessing us? Good health and and a good job and wealth beyond what we expected to have at this stage of our lives. Children who behave well. We understand what God's blessings and acceptance means. Or do we? Because in here comes Jesus this morning when we meet in Luke to radically challenge what people think God's blessings look like. And to offer a God to us who is totally unexpected. The God whom we meet in the Christ does not display strength or power. This God certainly doesn't identify or seek out only the powerful, the rich and the influential people who are recognized because of their wealth and political power. And be sure, Luke doesn't have it against wealth. Not here. And it's time to let out a sigh of relief. Luke has it about the signs of God's blessings. How do we recognize that certain people are blessed and that God is with them? And of course, being blessed, brothers and sisters, has nothing to do with, with poverty of, or being hungry or struggling or whatever. Or even the opposite, being rich and, and, and wealthy and have enough to eat. Blessings in the Bible, to be blessed, is more than a superficial state of happiness or of bliss. Being blessed refers to a theological sense of someone's position before God. How does God see you? What's your relationship with God? And of course, when we talk about the God of heaven and earth, the only foundation for our relationship with this God is found in our identification with the Messiah, with Jesus the Christ. 
being blessed, brothers and sisters, has to do with the knowledge that we are part of a movement, that we are included in God's reign, that we are being called holy by the Almighty God. And here on the level place with believers in congregations behaving as if the gospel means nothing, where other people are left helpless and without food, where families get separated because of political differences. Here we hear a gospel for hard living, for real living. And we as followers of Jesus the Christ, brothers and sisters, we are challenged to be intentional in our living and to think what God requires of us. Not just that happiness of Jeremiah then, but this intentional being involved in this world, in the people around us. And no, it's not about our aspirations to be like Jesus. We can never be like Jesus. But Luke wants to inspire a community of disciples who live with eyes open to the needs in the level places. He calls us who are rich to stand and share with the poor and the grieving and the hungry and the neglected and rejected people, just like Jesus does. You see, the God that we meet in the, in the Bible is not a God who shows favoritism and blesses someone and don't bless other people. Not a God who rejects people, rich or poor. But is a God who is accepting people and calling them to be better because He promised a better future. And Luke so challenges our image of who and what God is and how God is revealed. Challenge us to think about what it means to be people who call ourselves followers of Jesus the Christ. And yes, this God is at once different from what people think of God, of what we have always believed about God. God whom we meet in the Messiah is challenging and radical. This God is strange in a different way because this God cares about everyone. The God who is revealed in the ministry and teaching of Jesus. The God who doesn't show favoritism. It is a God who is revealed in people around us. Can I say that again? It's a God who is revealed in people around us. Those in need and poor and those who are rich and self-sufficient. Because in Jesus we get that perfect union and identification of God with humans. And so we find a God who is present and ministering to the blind and the lame and the sick and the outcast who is showing solidarity with those whom society has forgotten. It's not a distant master who is detached from those who believe, neither who are sinful and arrogant and imperfect people. This God is not distant and far away from us. Brothers and sisters, God chose to be one with humanity and to be with humanity as the rejected one. 
Do you remember the announcement of Jesus in Luke chapter 4, Isaiah 61? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Through Jesus, this Jesus that we hear about in Luke, God is creating a reign, a kingdom, bringing it to life among us by the same power that arose from Jesus. And God's people experience this, followers of the Christ, the disciples experience this in turning around expectations, busy in creating a world that is so much different, sharing themselves in ways that people don't understand, creating a space, a space in which no one is hungry or mourning or poor or disregarded at the very same time that others are abundantly well-fed and rich and laughing and respected. Of course, brothers and sisters, we are blessed. We are all blessed. But we are blessed to be a blessing. We are rich and we are poor people who know and are blessed in the presence of the Christ among us. And so we continue to enjoy what we have worked hard for and invested for and, and even sometimes gamble for. While we generously share so much of our wealth and time and energy and love with the church in a little place, with people trying to be an alternative reality. The blessing of God, believe me, is seen in Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church. It is seen in the way that we worship. It is seen in the way that we give and that we share. And the way that we do that generously. Jesus is seen and experienced in our ministries. In the Hope House. In our missions nearby and worldwide, in our learning center, in everything that we do which you enable because we are rich. And people know that we are blessed. Amen.